0: Hi there, listener. My name is Alex Flanagan. I use she, her pronouns, and I am the host and keeper of A Horror Borealis. What you're about to listen to is the very first episode of this show, but we've actually been telling this story for about a year now. It started out as the bonus listener content for the Patreon for a different show, The Cryptid Keeper Podcast, and it grew into such an amazing adventure that we wanted to share it with the world. So here it is. To everyone who has been with us since the beginning, thank you for investing in this world and for giving us the enthusiasm to bring it to other people. No spoilers to our new friends, but I hope you're just as excited as I am to watch them unravel the mysteries that we've been unraveling together. To our new listeners, thank you for taking a chance on us. There are so many unbelievably excellent stories out there, and it means a lot that you've chosen to spend some of your time with this one. I promise the sound quality improves. Drastically, it does start out a bit rougher on the edges, but still, I am so envious that you're about to meet and fall in love with my friends and their amazing characters for the very first time. I wish I could do it all over again, and I hope it captures your heart completely. And of course, an enormous thank you to my friend and podcasting role model James D'Amato for bringing us on to the One Shot Network. We are beyond thrilled to be a part of this team and in such tremendous company. With all of that out of the way, welcome to Revenant. introduction for this and i have no idea what that is on account of i've never written anything in advance ever in my life the pa- patreon for cryptids and their patrons <laughs> the patreon for cryptids and their patrons if you're listening that definitely means you because you had to pay money to get this content i'm so sorry um this is the first in i guess a series i think of episodes we'll be doing um of a Monster of the Week campaign, which is a game that none of us have ever played, and I have never GM'd, but I'm going to do so now, and so you're gonna like enjoy the ride with us, I guess. But I think it's gonna be a lot of fun, and we're glad to have you here with us. I'm Alex, and I'm going to be the keeper of monsters and mythologies for this particular campaign. Um I would love it very much if my players would go around and just tell me like a very, very short synopsis of the character that you're playing.
1: I'm Tim. I'm playing the spooky class. Um, and my character is named Martha Campbell. She uh, She's kind of like she, a wild woman, right? Yeah, she's like a little bit of a wild woman. She lives out in her little old shack. Um, and she catches squirrels and trades them with the people of Revenant. <laughs> and and um, and she came to, I don't know how in-depth you want it It's okay, is. don't
0: go super in-depth. I kind of want this to unfold in a very, like, cinematic way. So mm-hmm. as if you were, like, watching an old TV show about this sort of thing. Like, that's kind of what I want the introduction point to be.
1: Okay. For anybody well, listening.
0: So that's, like, a good, a, a yeah. solid...
1: Martha's, like, a little hermit. But how fairly old? young. She's uh, close to 30 years old.
2: Cool. All right. I right. Uh, I'll go next. I am playing... Uh, I guess I should say my name, I'm Andrew, I compose the music for The Cryptid Keeper, and also, uh, this Patreon, so I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I am playing the professional archetype, her name is Siobhan O'Shaughnessy, she is a queen, imagine, (laughs) um, I just picture Sigourney Weaver. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) picture Sigourney Weaver whenever I talk, and, uh.
0: I keep yeah. imagining Sigourney Weaver particularly in Avatar. Oh,
1: good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's good. All right.
0: She, which is the only thing I remember about the film it's Avatar. It's like that good forest energy. I like it. Yeah.
2: I was picturing just her in Aliens too, Her Aliens. Whichever good the stuff, second one stuff. is. stuff.
0: Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Not when she's like in her Avatar in Avatar. When she's right. like in right. herself. Okay. Her
2: human body.
0: In her, the her, her flawless human suit. Oof. Ugh. Mm. <laughs> Why <laughs>
1: don't you tell us about your character? <laughs> All right, so I'm Excuse me. Sure
0: thing. You may recognize my voice. I'm Addison Peacock, and I'm playing as Mariah Harris, who is the flake archetype. And she is the 24 year old proprietor of the People's Truth Library of Revenant, and um, the uh, president of a UFO Truthers group that meets in the diner on Tuesdays. And that's pretty much all you need to know about her at this point in time. It's enough to make me love her. So, yes, Mm -hmm. that's fine. Just to give a little bit of background info, um, this campaign is styled very much after, like, the Buffy-esque TV shows of, like, a Monster of the Week style, which is, you know, we have our ragtag group of unlikely heroes who band together to fight the monsters in their locality. Um, I'm setting this particular campaign in 1996 because I wanted to have that, like, fun sort of nostalgic but not really nostalgic enough to be effective feel to it. And I... I, uh, so, to get this out of the way, I want, like, the characters in this world to be taking this seriously, even if you, as the players, are not. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I want to strike this balance kind of where it's like the people who are in this world are very much, like, in grave situations, but I want you guys to feel like you have the creativity and the flexibility and the levity to, like, do with that whatever you will. Mm-hmm. Our campaign takes place in the fictional town of Revenant, Alaska, which is a town of my design that sits just below a very real national park called the Gates of the Arctic. It is the least visited national park in the United States of America and the northernmost national park in Alaska or anywhere. So as you can imagine, it's kind of got a very, um, I guess, isolated feel to it. Definitely the kind of place with a lot of natural beauty, but also lots of natural spooky, I guess. And so on that note, let's begin. I want you to picture an opening montage. Overhead shots of a snowy tundra, miles of forest cut across by frozen rivers, cut to a sign reading, Welcome to the Gates of the Arctic, Alaska's northernmost national park. Cut to a campfire, blazing in the snow, casting flickering shadows around a quiet circle. No other lights for miles. We pull back, up into the trees, then up into the night sky, to the stars. A scream rings through the air. So, Siobhan, I'd like to start with you.
2: Cool.
0: You come in to work at the ranger station. It's a Tuesday morning, and it's your first morning shift in a while. For the past few months, everyone's been able to get away with coming in a little bit later, if at all, but now that the spring thaw is starting to hit, crazy kids and tourists will soon be out in the park again. So, here you are. You have a bit of an off-season during the winter months, because it's way too cold for anyone to camp in the gates of the Arctic, let alone to even really be outside much. But things are starting to get back into the hang of it, so... Here you are at your day job. How long have you been a park ranger?
2: Siobhan, do, do you want Siobhan or I? Are you talking Either to way. Are you talking to Siobhan right now? Is Siobhan here? Can I, can I speak to Siobhan? I've been a park ranger for about, oh, the last, I'd say 15 years. And you're pretty good at your job. I would say so.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Because I feel like in order to be a park ranger in the gates of the Arctic, you have to have a certain chutzpah, you know? Yeah.
2: A je ne sais quoi. A certain
0: je ne sais quoi, a certain moxie. It's a, a heck of an assignment. It is. So you've been a park ranger for about 15 years. Yes. Um, and how long have you been a park ranger in
2: Revenant? Uh, the last eight to nine years. Okay, Not great. quite a decade, but long enough.
0: So you're very well established mm-hmm. here. You're, you're kind of a fixture in the office, I think, because, again, you're, you're good enough at your job that... You're not in charge of the gates of the Arctic. You're not, like, the park director. That's a a different role, and that's very specific. But I would say that people would kind of see you as, like, a natural second-in-command, right? Mm -hmm. That seems fair to me. Um, So you walk into your office, and, you know, I think it's, like, a standard office setup. To get there, you would either have to, like, take a snowmobile in or take, like, a a chartered flight, either of which would probably be available to you. Do you Do you have a preference for which way you think you probably came in?
2: Uh, came into work today or came in... Into- yeah,
0: to get into the park or the ranger station from mm. Revenant where you live, yeah. you would have to do some trekking. Um, sure. So, like...
2: I'm, I'm not sure Siobhan is really the chartered plane type.
0: I'm not like a helicopter or...
2: Oh, uh, okay. I still think a snowmobile. Okay. I think she's more of, like, the... She likes to go through and, like, look at things and, like...
0: Right, she yeah. still
2: enjoys being in nature.
0: That makes sense but to But you me.
2: kind of have to have the love for nature to be a park ranger for 15
0: years. Yeah, Absolutely. So you're in your office. You just pulled in on your snowmobile. It's kind of cold outside, but like, you know, not by Alaska standards. <laughs> and uh, you walk into the office. It's kind of like an open lobby. You might have a, a separate desk area of your own off to the side, but this is just sort of the open floor plan. There's probably like a coffee machine and a copier. Um, and there's one other person there who you recognize right away, um, whose name is Riley. And Riley's about 20 years old. Is there Anything else you want to establish that you would know about Riley right away? Do you have any any feelings or inclinations?
2: Uh, I think Riley's probably a good kid whose heart is in the right place
0: but <laughs> that uh, seems fair.
2: but they need a little bit more time out you know out in the field to really get get out, probably a little out. bit too
0: too like spunky
2: I think in the in the industry they say they're a little bit too green, so. <laughs>
0: which is a a good thing for a ranger to be maybe yeah, but maybe. like green in a different way perhaps. Uh, so I think Riley's probably standing over by the coffee machine and s- spots you as you come in, you know, stomping off your snow boots, and uh, I need a voice for this kid, this this young buck. <laughs> Hi, I'm Riley. <laughs> there he hello. is. Got <laughs> uh, thank you for that. Riley greets you by introducing themselves with their name. Hi, <laughs> I'm uh, No, I think you'd be like, oh, hey, uh, g-
2: good morning, Siobhan. Uh, how you doing, Riley? You, you you're here a little bit early, huh? Oh, well,
0: you know, making it as best I can. Don't want to disappoint anybody.
2: Oh, oh, God bless you. You know, more power to you. I'm glad to see you here. <laughs> bless your heart. Bless your heart.
0: <laughs> Where is Siobhan from originally?
2: Siobhan is originally from the Midwest. Okay. Yeah, so not really like any particular place. Probably somewhere around like, um, maybe like more more up north. Maybe like Minnesota-ish.
0: Oh, bless your heart. Yeah, so
2: it's more like a, oh, Bernie, that's so so good for you. Okay, okay. But I can't do a good Minnesota accent, so.
0: That's totally fair. Me,
2: Andrew, Siobhan can.
0: She's <laughs> Siobhan can uh, do one. Andrew can. Um, technically any accent Siobhan had to be a Minnesota yeah. accent. So, maybe the power's within you all along. Maybe it is. So, you know, Riley grabs their coffee and is sort of stirring it. Comes over to you and says, uh, well, you know, I'm glad to see you're in this morning. A bit of a stir out there in the park last night. I don't know if you heard.
2: Oh, no, I, uh, I I try to turn off my radio when I when I get back into town. You know, leave work at work and all that.
0: Well, yeah, that's probably a good idea.
2: So, Riley, what, what was <laughs> what was the uh, the commotion there last night?
0: Uh, you know, I'm not exactly sure. I know that someone was out in the park last night. I I didn't think anybody was scheduled to be coming in and camping again yet. I thought we were still kind of closed off, but. For whatever reason there were a couple kids out there, I think maybe two or three of them. Uh nobody really told me exactly what happened, but I think there was some sort of incident.
2: Oh. Did uh did you catch the the number you said two or three, right?
0: I think so, but I'm not really clear for those details yet, which I guess is why the park director wants to see you.
2: Yeah. I was uh, I was going to say is is he, is he are they in? Are they in yet?
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, park director's in. Um he's actually out at the scene right now, I think. So if you want to radio into him, he can probably give you directions to get out there.
2: Uh, yeah, thanks, Riley. Thanks for, uh, thanks for keeping keeping a good eye
0: out. <laughs> well, you know, doing what I can. So, you said you brought your snowbo- snowmobile in this morning, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, is there anything else you want to do in the office before you head out and
2: hit the trail? Well, uh, do I, do I have any of, uh... Any like important things in in my office? Do you think that I would? I would need? What kind like, of things? I mean, like my radio. Do I leave my? That's my a deal. I'm, do you I'm, bring
0: your radio with you? Or probably do you?
2: take it home and like turn it. Mm-hmm. I said leave work at work, but I think uh, Siobhan just kind of turns it down.
0: Well, I'm assuming your radio is like part of your uniform, right? Yeah. And you would come yeah. into work wearing that, nah. so you would probably have your radio with you.
2: All right, well, I might go into the office and just kind of check up on things, make sure. Okay, sure. So, there. go into your office? Yeah, I'm going to go into my office, kind of check around, make sure, like, oh, did I leave my my jacket here last night? Okay. And then I'm going to radio into the the park director. Okay,
0: great. So, you radio in. The signal's a little bit choppy, but um, I would say that you get coordinates, mm-hmm. which is probably all that you need in 1996 to navigate using sure. your technology to get out there. So, where the park director is, is maybe a mile or two away from the station, but... It's a pretty easy trail to follow anyway, because somebody else has already been out there this morning.
1: Right.
0: Um it's pretty peaceful out here right now. The mild sunshine on the snow, the sounds of slow moving water telling you parts of the forest have thawed just enough to give the illusion of life, if not quite the entirety of spring yet. Um so eventually you do see the park director, which is a man you know to be named Adam Kennedy. He does not look happy.
2: Is that like in general he <laughs> doesn't look happy, or like right now? <laughs> um
0: I would say that that park director Kennedy is not a jovial man by nature, okay. but I would say that he looks probably more grim right now than usual. There's probably at least a little bit of like enjoyment of his work. I would assume to be the park director of this place, but, mm-hmm. but at this point he looks kind of kind of straight
2: All All right. Well, I, uh, I roll up on my snowmobile okay. and I hop off, whip off my aviators, and say, you know, "Ooh, that's a good look." Oh yeah, you know she wears <laughs>
0: aviators.
2: I know she does. Uh, good morning. Park director Kennedy.
0: Oh, O'Shaughnessy. It's
2: good to see you. uh, Wish it could be in better circumstances. I heard there was a bit of an incident.
0: Yeah, you and me both. You uh, take a look over there. Tell me what you see.
2: I do that. (laughs) Okay. I I look over there and see
1: what he's talking about. You look
0: around. I'm not going to make you roll for that. You have human (laughs) eyes. You're going to look at us (laughs) now. What do (laughs) your human eyes see? What do (laughs) your human eyes see? I'm going to trust that you are observant enough. I'll say it this way. If you're not observant enough to see a tent and blood on the snow, then okay. you're going to have a hard time being a park ranger. <laughs>
2: Great. So what you see mm-hmm.
0: is you do, in fact, see the, the sort of remains of a campsite. It looks like it was probably hastily evacuated.
2: Okay.
0: Um, there are no bodies lying anywhere. It's not as if there are like tagged bodies in a morgue situation out here. Um, it looks like whoever was there has gotten out. The campfire, you can tell, has been... Put out intentionally and not just burned out. Um, You can tell that there is a tent there that's been sort of packed up but left. And that there is, as previously stated, blood on the snow. Not a lot. Um, Maybe just a small incident. And sort of some disarray. Like, things scattered around, um, maybe signs of a struggle of some sort. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Nothing particularly devastating, but enough to tell you that not a good
2: thing happened. Okay. Okay. Alright, so I see all of that, and then I turn back and say, uh, well, do we, do we know anything else about what happened here?
0: Well, I know that three campers were, were flight would out of here this morning. We brought a chopper in to get them out of here. It was reported as some sort of accident, but not really a lot of details. I don't think any of the witnesses were particularly reliable. I will tell you one thing, though. I don't think it was an animal.
2: How was their condition?
0: Seems to be alright. One person injured, the other two just shaken.
2: Um, can I go and investigate the scene? Sure. Cool. I'm specifically looking for, um, tracks in the snow. Okay. All right. So do I need, I need to roll for that, right? Yeah.
0: So that would be your investigate a mystery roll.
2: Yeah. So that's sharp, right? Mm, Yeah. Cool. I am not great at that. (laughs) Okay. Well, it's already going to be a failure.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's a two.
0: Okay, so a total failure? Yeah. You go over to investigate the mystery, uh-huh. and in the process, you trip, and cool. you fall on your hands and knees, completely obliterating any tracks that were over there.
1: Wonderful.
0: Which, you know, is maybe a little frustrating <laughs> for Park Director love Kennedy, love, yeah. but the good news is that he's already investigated what he was doing this morning, um, and he kind of sighs and shakes his head and says, well, that's just one more turn of good luck. You find anything down there?
2: I, uh... I just... I turn and say, well, I found my contact lens. So... There's Not my... in the mood, O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> okay. So, what what were the tracks that, that you may have found?
0: I wish I had a straight answer for you. But, you know that special case we've been having you keep an eye on here in Revenant?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm familiar. I
0: think it might be time to check it out.
2: Understood. I'll, uh, make my way over. Alright. I'll catch you later. He seems like a cool director. (laughs) I'll catch you on the (laughs) flippity-flip.
0: I'll catch you on the flip. This is the 90s,
1: so everyone was cooler in the 90s. Everyone was cooler in the 90s. That's pretty tubular of
0: (laughs) (laughs) Everything was neon and everyone was cooler. Nice. Zigzags on all
2: the sweaters. Okay. So... Are we still going with me, or are we going to jump? Let's up?
0: cut over to Mariah. All right. Me. Yes. Wait, sorry, I gotta give my character voice. Okay, so, uh, what am I up to? Uh, Mariah, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? How long have you been in Revenant? I was born here, I'm a native. So, how old are you? <laughs> I'm 24, so 24 years. So 24 years. 24 years. How do you like Revenant? I mean, as much as anywhere else, like, it's my hometown, like, it's it's familiar, and it's where I grew up, so I feel, like, affectionate toward it, but I definitely don't think it's the best place on Earth or anything, but it's fine. That's fair. And how do you feel about your library? I love my library. The Google Street Library is, like, the most important place to me. It's where I spend all my time, pretty much, like, if I could sleep here, if I could just, like roll up a sleeping bag and sleep here, I would, but uh, the owner of the building said so I'm not allowed to do that anymore, so. <laughs> well, we're going to start in your library. It's a Tuesday afternoon. Fantastic. Just about 5 p.m. Normally, you probably don't care all that much about closing a library right on time, but it's a Tuesday. You have things to do. Why yeah, don't I gotta you, get to my meeting. Why don't you paint me a picture aesthetically of what the library looks like? So it's like it's sort of like um, an old cottage that got refurbished into a library space. It was a library before I worked on it. It was like a public library. And then um, it got taken over by the former owner who I used to work for. And now it's mine. And so it's like a dark Brown sort of wooden cottage set up um, with a little sign on the front that says um, Revenant uh, people's truth library. And, it used to say Revenant Public Library, but like the sign started fading. So I wrote in my own lettering with under the P um, and it's got just like two big double doors and it opens up and it's like a deeper building. That's not like it's really narrow in the front and then like goes really far back. So I can sort of divide the stuff I want other people to see versus the back where I keep my investigation board and all of the texts that I'm using for my own personal research. Just one room. There's one back room, and then okay. there's a main room. Is With that back room sort of your office? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's where I work. Cool. So you're coming out of your office, getting ready to close up, yeah. and there's still one person in here at one of the reading tables. Okay. She looks to be about 27, all flannel and piercings and reading a battered copy of Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Oh, hell yeah. You know her, obviously. That's Zoe. She's a friend of yours and one of the only kindred spirits you have in this crazy government controlled world. She here to come out of the office and she smiles. Oh, hey, ready to go? Yeah, dude. Let's do it. So, what do you have planned for the meeting tonight? I found some newspaper clippings from a few towns over. There was a sighting over, there was a sighting over the, some trees. There was a touchdown, possible abduction of some livestock. So, I think <laughs> I want to get into that. And do you know what pies they've got over there right now? Um, I think cherry and coconut cream as always. Oh, perfect. Good. All right. Is anyone else coming? I mean, nobody that's talked to me about it, but on my way in, I did pass by the diner and there were cop cars parked over there. So not sure what that's all about. You heard anything? No. What? Do you think we should postpone or something? Hell no. Are you kidding me? Like anything interesting ever actually happens in this town. Come on. Let's head on over. Okay. So, how far of a walk is it from your library to the diner? It's about, uh, 15 minutes. Okay, so probably not too bad, not too bad. I would assume that you guys spend the time just sort of chatting about your upcoming meeting, enthusing yeah. over maybe your latest zine content, you know, as you do. I'm talking um, about, about the album. <laughs> right. Is there anything particular you want to talk about on your way over, or do you just want to get right to the action? Let's get to the
1: action. Great. Right.
0: So you walk into, as you guys have decided to name it, Big Billy's Diner. <laughs> Um, just as the cops are on their way out, your usual booth, the one that you reserve on Tuesdays for the Truthers Society of Revenant, uh, is taken. It's taken by three people you don't recognize. And for you not to recognize people probably means they're not from here. Yo, what the fuck? What do they look like? Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, there are three different individuals. It looks like, um, two women and a man who yeah. are dressed in sort of um camping gear, as you would expect, you know, like toboggans and parkas and snow boots. And uh one of them at least has a shock blanket. So they look like they have maybe wow. not gotten a whole lot of sleep, kind of having a rough night there. Yeah. Um, But that's about all you can tell from this distance. They do seem a bit agitated, although yeah. at least one of them has a piece of pie. What kind? <laughs> you can't tell from here. <laughs> Okay. Hmm. Well, I feel like I should go talk to them. Like, I know it doesn't have like a reserve sign on it, but no one ever uses that booth, and it's kind of not fair. If they're gonna be in it, they need to know how yeah. things like, work, they need to know, right? You know, or like maybe they want to join the meeting. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, okay. might as well check it out. Yeah, they look like open-minded people. Maybe I can't really tell. <laughs> okay. So you're gonna approach them? I'm gonna approach them. Okay. okay. Don't need to roll anything for that. No, you don't have okay. to roll anything to talk to people. <laughs> This voice is going to hurt my throat. <laughs> um, the only reason you would need to to roll would be if you were, like, specifically trying okay. to, like, coerce them to do cool, something cool, or give you cool. specific information. Thanks. <laughs> so are now, you just standing oh, next oh, to I their thought, table? I thought there was. I thought you were good. <laughs> no, try. there are three people at this diner table. You paint the scene for me. Okay. So I approach them kind of casually, like, not like I'm going to yell at them or anything. I'm not <laughs> trying to intimidate them. I'm just kind of trying to uh-huh, sure, like, kind of sidle up to the table and being like... Um, just kind of, and say to them, uh, hey folks, um, I don't think I've seen you guys around before. Are you tourists? Like, are you are visiting town? Um, they all kind of look at each other a little bit. And, um, one of the women who seems to be like among the more extroverted of the group, uh, looks up at you and says, oh yeah, we were actually in town to go camping up at the gates of the Arctic and that didn't go great. <laughs> Well, that piques my interest. Um, and I, like, and I say, well, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I could tell you, but it would be, it would take a miracle for you to believe me. And then I sit down (laughs) next to her in the booth and I say, listen, sister, (laughs) I believe in some stuff that would make your head spin around all right like you wouldn't even you couldn't even handle the stuff that i'm into, so I want to hear what's <laughs> out i'm kind of you wouldn't nervous because you're not a local, but I'm kind of a curator of strange kind happenings of in this big town deal. I'm kind of a curator of strange happenings in this town, and i I think if anyone's gonna believe you, it's me um so you're sitting next to the woman who was who was speaking directly to you, yes mm-hmm. Alright, she sort of, like, laughs a little bit, uncomfortably, and <laughs> offers her hand to... You You can notice at this point that her shoulder is bandaged, mm. um, so her her arm maybe is a little bit bandaged up, but she seems overall okay, maybe a couple scrapes, yeah. up, might have a black eye, um, and offers her hand to you and says,
1: <laughs> well, okay,
0: that's weirdly among the most welcoming things I've heard so far. <laughs> My name's Vi, this is Shannon and Jensen, and... Listen, I don't know what we saw out there last night, but I know it was like nothing I've ever encountered. And at this point, um, the man, Jensen, crosses his arms and sort of rolls his eyes and goes, Hi, that's ridiculous. I told you it was just like a coyote or something. Um, and Shannon says, No, that's ridiculous. It had your voice, dude. And Jensen... Shakes his head again and gets up and excuses himself to go to the bathroom, leaving you at the table with Shannon and Vi. Yeah, I perk up immediately at that. <laughs> the thing you just saw me do, that's what I do. Describe <laughs> that for the people at home. Paint a word picture. I'm sort of leaning casually on my hand, like handing mm-hmm. your chin, out the words had your voice, I jerk upright and just kind of stand, not stand, sit at attention. Um, Zoe takes this opportunity to sit down in the seat vacated by Jensen and pulls mm-hmm. out her, uh, her trusty leather notebook. Mm-hmm. She is, as you may have figured out by now, the secretary treasurer for the Truther society. Yeah, she's my best friend. <laughs> she's a cool girl. She seems pretty rad. Just she's, saying. Yeah. yeah, she's badass. All right. <laughs> Mariah swears. Is that cool? Are we cool with swears? <laughs> We're fine with swears. All right. All right uh, cool. So where do I take this conversation? I'm kind of going to leave this in your hands All to right. direct. Well, I want to... Give them, get them to give me a play by play of what they saw, like what happened to them, and then I want to see if I can kind of win them over to like maybe like give me enough information that I can like like let me help them investigate what. Okay, happened. so I just want you to play this out conversationally. Okay, cool. So, so walk me walk me through last night. Like walk me through the events. Start like start when you got to the campsite and walk me through to now. Okay, so. Um, Vi is the one that you've been mostly talking to up until this point mm-hmm. Shannon at this point speaks up
1: mm-hmm. And
0: says Okay well I, I'll i do the best I can So we're from Seattle And we flew in um, a couple of days ago To try to get the lady in the land We actually came in originally from Fairbanks But flew back out here Because it was the easiest place to get to this morning And we set up our Camp last night And everything seemed to be going fine But At one point, Jensen left to go get firewood, and it took him a while to come back. When he did, we heard something outside the tent, and, well, I'm not even sure what really happened, but, um, and and Vi cuts in and says, well, okay, it was really weird. So we heard something outside the tent, and we were pretty sure it was Jensen, but he insists it wasn't. Anyway, it was, kind of like his voice, but not his voice, asking for us to let him in, which seemed weird because, you know, it's a tent. And that kind of sparked our interest, but when Shannon went out to see him, I mean, we couldn't see anything. Our, Our fire got knocked out, and all I know is a few minutes later, she came back into the tent, like, looking like something had gotten to her, you know? And then I tried to peek my head out to look, and there was just a horrible scuffle. And next thing I know, I'm waking up on the tent floor, and Jensen's back there and asking us what the hell just happened. Shit. And how'd you come by that on your arm there? What happened? I don't know. It it Some sort of animal scratch is what the, the ranger was saying this morning. Jensen's shirt was coyotes because he thinks he heard them on our way in, but... I don't know that a coyote would do something like that. Nah, coyotes don't get aggressive like that, not with people. Um, can I ask, uh, did you see anything, like, weird on the ground, like around the campsite when you were leaving the next day? Like tracks, prints, like depressions in the grass even, like? Um, Shannon, at this point you notice, actually ha- has a camera that she pulls out of her bag and says, I tried to get some pictures this morning, but I couldn't really get anything, you know, I was, my hands were shaking too much to even hold the camera still, and there was nothing that I can clearly recall, I think I might have a concussion, but, man, if there's anything still there, I'd love to go back and try to get some pictures of it. We're going to do that. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but a lot of strange shit goes down in Revenant, and people don't like to talk about it, but... I've been sort of cataloging the happenings of this area and kind of the surrounding area for the last year, and I'm not really that surprised something weird happened to you out there. I think it's really lucky I gonna do you guys here, because I think that I could help you investigate what happened. And I think that's a great note to cut that scene on. So let's go to Martha. Good, I need a break because Mariah's voice is hurting my throat. (laughs) Oh, Oh my god. I love her. People are going to be so mad about all the vocal fry. I don't
1: care.
0: (laughs) (laughs) F to hiders. All right. So, Martin.
1: Yes. (laughs) Thank you for answering.
0: How long have you been in Revenant, Martha?
1: I've been in Revenant for about uh, 12 years now. Okay. So you came here when? I came here when I was about 17.
0: Is, do you have any family in Revenant? Did anybody come with you?
1: No, I came alone. I mm-hmm. don't have really any contact with anyone in my family or any friends back home.
0: Okay, and you live sort of on the edge of town, correct? Yes, I do. So I'm thinking that you probably live... You definitely don't live, like, in the park, obviously. But I would say that of anybody who considers himself a resident of Revenant, you are closer, right? Your your home is definitely on the wilderness edge of the town. So. It's a Tuesday morning. The sun has probably only just come up in the last 30 minutes or so. And today is one of those days that you need to go out hunting. So I want you to describe to me what your sort of morning hunting routine
1: looks like. Well, I mean, I guess it's just really simple. I get dressed in Mm -hmm. my, uh, it's like a beige jacket. I have these tattered jeans, um... I put on my boots, I grab my hunting rifle, and I strap my uh, hunting knife to my belt and I head out. Okay. What are you hunting? Um, probably squirrels like always. Um, Small game does well in Revenant, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Believable. How do you hunt? Um... And this is, like, just between Game Master and Martha, right? Sure, yeah. Okay. Um, Martha hunts, or I hunt with, um, it's called, like, Tune In. That's what Mm the specific ability is called. And it lets me attune my mind to a monster or a minion. So I kind of um, use that to track them where they're going.
0: So what would this look like externally?
1: I think it would just look like um intent concentration. I'm not mm-hmm. really looking at tracks or anything. Mm-hmm. Um I might look in the direction of where it might have moved, but I'm not necessarily looking at the right. ground.
0: Okay, so what I'm sort of picturing is you maybe standing outside of your your hut or your cabin or whatever you would describe it. Um and sort of I I guess to an outsider it would almost look like you are meditating. Mm-hmm. Right? Sort of like just calmly bringing it in, maybe finding something to tune into, so to speak. Like there's a radio band in your mind and you're like trying to find the right signal to latch onto. Um, and then let's say that you, you feel one close by, not one that you can see. I want you to walk me through the process of you hunting this thing. Describe it to me.
1: Well, um, so like you said, I feel this, uh, thing. Like I know it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I would just start heading over in that direction. Um, and every little bit, I'm stopping, I'm looking around, seeing if I see the squirrel or whatever I'm hunting, mm-hmm. um, and then taking a second to uh, tune in again uh, and see where it moved to.
0: Okay, so it's sort of this cat and mouse game. And you pursue this squirrel for maybe about half a mile, not super far, but into at least a lightly wooded area. Um, and I think we get to a point where it's sort of, you're, you're nearing up on this thing and you're using your hunting knife, right? Mm -hmm. So you're, you're close to it. And I'm thinking maybe it's about 10 feet in front of you, um, on the ground and you are sort of prowling up to it in a way that you would. And it's a tense situation. You're both nearly still. Um, but all of a sudden, The squirrel looks up, like, stands straight up on its hind legs, sees something, and bolts. A shadow falls across the snow in front of you. And when you turn around, as I'm assuming you would do, is that fair to assume?
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, it would be really startling, because I didn't expect this squirrel to just run away. Sure.
0: So this shadow falls across the snow in front of you. And um, how do you react? Do you just look to see who it is? Do you bear your weapon? Do you...
1: Um, I don't think I would really have any need to bury my weapon. I think I just turn around and see who it is.
0: Okay. It belongs to a man that you recognize. Um, he's actually the man that you typically sell your furs to. He is a tall, broad-shouldered Native American man by the name of Hawk Peters.
1: Hmm. How's it going, Hawk? Like, why, what are you doing out here?
0: Oh, well, same as you, I think. <laughs> going out for a morning hunt, stroll. Actually, it's a good thing I recognized what I did. I might have shot you.
1: Yeah, that's a very good thing that you didn't do. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. No, you can't be too careful out here. I personally never walk around unarmed. It's a good thing that you've got the skill set that you do.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I do well with a uh, knife.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I would be one to attest to that. But, you know, squirrels aren't the only thing to be
1: afraid of in these parts, Martha. What do you mean by that? I wouldn't worry too much about it. And, at, okay, at this point, I'm kind of sensing that he's not telling me everything. Well, I mean, it's obvious. <laughs> Duly noted. Um, so, I've been developing my telepathy skills, so I okay. kind of like to um, use that to read his mind. Sure. You just want to, like,
0: try to probe to see what he's not telling you.
1: Yeah. Okay,
0: Um, roll weird.
1: So that would be a 7.
0: Okay, and is that a specific move you're using, or is it just you're using magic?
1: It's a specific move called telepathy.
0: Okay, detail it for me. Um,
1: You can read people's thoughts and put words in their minds. Uh, This allows you to investigate a mystery or read a bad situation without needing to actually talk. You can also manipulate someone without speaking. You still roll moves as normal, except people will not expect the weirdness of your mental communication.
2: Okay.
0: So, a seven is a mixed success. So, you probe into Hawk's mind, and you, what you actually get is a rapid-fire series of images. So, we want you to pay attention. Mm-hmm. But they might be too quick for Martha to parse. Um, they're more just rapid impressions. Um, So you see a picture of this space in between two mountain peaks. You see the woods. You see strange footprints that you don't recognize. You see shadowy areas where maybe silhouettes of animals you've never seen before are emerging or crawling around corners. You see the underground of a building you've never been in before. And you see the backs of people having what looks like a very intense conversation. And then, the next thing you see is, in the real world, Hawk looking at you with just this startled and slightly angry expression on his face. And he says, I don't know what you think you're doing, Martha, but you're smart enough to stay out of trouble. And that's what I suggest you do. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you did scare away that squirrel So you know you're going to have to like Pay one forward to <sighs> me but...
0: <laughs> He looks at you, shakes his head And then turns around to leave
1: What do you do? Um, <laughs> no I do not shoot him <laughs> <laughs> <Andrea>. <laughs> um, I think I would just take a second To kind of let everything Soak in collect your thoughts yeah and I might just forget about the squirrel for that day I might just go back to my little cabin okay so that's
0: where you are